Good morning and welcome back to another episode of What's the Line Monday Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. We have Marky P. Hello, back again, week nine. What a week, uh, the, the week of the dogs. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more. But yeah, back again, Monday morning. All right, we got Omatic with us this week. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, you know, I love drinking coffee in the morning. I'm back again. I'm <laughs> uh, not going to toot my own horn here again, but you know, I'm here. Uh, was this two weeks in a row for me, P? Yeah, two weeks back to back. Like, Glad to be here. Glad to be a lethal here. weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, P, give us a breakdown of last night's game between the Tennessee Titans and the LA Rams. The Titans defeat the LA Rams 28 16. The Titans cover the seven-point spread, went outright as an underdog. What I thought about this game was Tennessee, you know, just kind of nobody expected them to win this game. Like I said, they were over a touchdown uh, underdog. Um, came came out, didn't do too much offensively. There's a lot to be desired with them be uh, offensively still. But defensively, I mean, they showed up. They, they, they kept this Rams offense to, um, you know, under, um, you know, 300 passing yards, which, you know, has been... Um, not too easy for most opponents this season. And um, Stafford, uh, you know, he, he kept getting hit. His most sacks he took the entire year. Um, a lot of L.A. Ram penalties. I think they had uh, over 11 penalties for uh, over 100 um, penalty yards. So it, it was a rough outing for the Rams after they won, you know, four in a row. Tennessee, five-game winning streak now. Their defense just continues to be competitive within the red zone specifically, not giving up touchdowns. I think, I think back uh, to when they played Buffalo a few weeks back, and then um, also Indianapolis, and now this Rams game. So Tennessee defense, that um, defensive line has, has been improved and um, have, a, have a bend but don't break mentality in that red zone. So I, I thought Tennessee was impressive. But offensively, um, I, I'm still going to look to fade them going forward. All right, so let's kick it off with the Vikings-Ravens matchup. Ravens defeat the Minnesota Vikings in overtime, 34-31. They cover, uh, the Vikings are now 20-11 at the spread versus AFC under Mike Zimmer. The Ravens are 8-11 at the spread at home under Lamar Jackson. Uh, Omatic, kick us off with a breakdown of this game. Um, We don't have too much for this game. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, my fantasy football quarterback, was looking real grim in the first half. Uh, shout out to my guy, Gerald. He told me that these Ravens are a second-half team. Um, didn't see too much of this game, but I know, you know, I was back in the Ravens here with the points, um, and it just so happened to go to overtime, and they won. Um, again, I didn't see too much, but shout out to Lamar. Shout out to the, you know, the Ravens. Uh, Lamar doing 100 on the ground. Uh, I guess he was the, the first uh, quarterback ever to rush for 12 100-yard uh, football games. So, you know, shout out to him. And, you know, go Ravens, you know. Justin Tucker, another game winner. So, you know. Good job for the Ravens here. Getting a W off the bye week. I backed them to cover, but they didn't. But, you know, whatever. All right. What do you think, Dean? Um, yeah, this game was an interesting one. Uh, like Salman said, they uh, the, the Ravens started out pretty slow um, in the game, but they ended up, you know, coming back and uh, getting it done early. Uh, there were some, I mean, the Vikings, you know, they, they, they gave their all in this game. They went for early on a fourth down. I remember that in the first half. They also did a fake punt. They converted. Um, but Kirk Cousins is still just struggling in the last, it feels like, few weeks to a month. I mean, he, he was 17 of 28 for just 187 yards, two touchdowns. 
Um, so, I mean, that's just not going to get it done. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Lamar just gets it done on the, I mean, over 250 yards passing, 120 on the ground. So, I mean, he did his thing. Second In the second half, uh, they, you know, the Ravens outscored the Vikings, what is this, 24 to 14. So, that'll get it done. Um, so, yeah, Lamar, they played well. I thought Hollywood Brown also just really took over the game, just catching the ball. He had nine receptions for 116 yards. So, I mean, he showed up. Uh, overall, the, the Ravens showed up um, in the second half. They got it done. My bestie in the testy, Mike Zimmer, another L. Um, they, they, they're calling for his job right now. I don't know, but he does cover the spread. So, and that's what he does. And that's why he is my bestie in the testy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Baltimore gets it done. Good win. Cool. Next up is Chargers-Eagles games. So the Chargers won 27-24 over the Eagles. The Chargers covered the one-point spread, and they are now 8-4 at the spread on the road team under Justin Herbert. And Philly is now 8-6 at the spread as a home underdog since 2007. What did you guys think? Um, For me, uh, I thought this game, uh, I gave out the Chargers minus one as a best bet on the Thursday podcast or Whistle Line podcast, but um, I, mean, I thought they, I thought they played how, how I expected them to play. I Philly played uh, up to par as far as it being a competitive game, but Justin Herbert's a, a beast. He's one of those quarterbacks that I mean, I know they didn't play the last two weeks, but uh, they played a Ravens team who you know obviously is one of the you know top caliber teams, and they played uh, Bill Belichick's defense. So and you know Bill Belichick is, I mean, not Bill Belichick, but Justin Herbert's still young, so going against Bill Belichick is tough, but. Um, I just thought this game, backs against the wall, it's, it's, you don't want to lose three in a row. Um, so they showed up. He had over 350 yards. Justin Herbert did. Keenan Allen, 12 receptions, 104 yards. Um, and I thought Hurts played pretty well, too, considering what they asked him to do. Uh, only 17 passing attempts, but he was pretty uh, accurate. 11 to 17, threw for a touchdown, over 150 yards. And then he uh, rushed for another 60-plus yards. And then the uh, rookie, Devontae Smith, did his thing. He showed up pretty well, scored a touchdown. So, but yeah, Chargers expected what I, I did. They did what I expected them to do. They went on a road um, and beat a, a, a Philly team who just, you know, overall, they're, they're, all, they're decent, but they're not, you know, of the caliber where you got a dominant quarterback like Herbert. So I, I, I thought the uh, Chargers did what I expected them to do. I definitely was in the Andy up chat. And I definitely said I want to walk back all my takes that I have for the Chargers. I've been on record with saying that this Chargers team is a good team. I thought they were supposed to be a good team this year. I want to say shout out to Rome. Um, he's definitely saying these are the same old Chargers. And I think this game showed me that they are. Granted, they won. Um, they only won by three points. And it's funny to me, I'm just looking at this game. Uh, they played three to four NFC East teams this year. And it's always been a three-point game. They beat the Washington football team by three. They lost to the Cowboys by three. And now they beat the Philly Eagles by three. Um, I was. This is one of the few games that I did watch this week that I had the chance to watch, and it just seemed like they were kind of in control. But like, if Philly wasn't so bad, they could have probably won this game. It's, the Philly could have won this game. It's just like the Chargers didn't show me enough to where they should win this game. Like, this is the first one of these games against the NFC East where they played at one o'clock their time. Obviously, four o'clock slate for them, uh, Philly. But I didn't see too much for the Chargers here. They just got out of there with a, a late field goal from Dustin Hopkins, a former Washington football team. Eat your heart out for all my uh, Washington football team fans. But 
I'm really going to walk back. I don't think the Chargers are the team that I thought they are. I think they're the team that our friend in um, Rome has told us they are. So I really don't have too much for the Chargers. Um, the Eagles are who they are. Um, goes back to what I said a few weeks ago. It seems like we always see Jalen Hurst scrambling out to the right to try to convert uh, whatever down it is. And it seemed like he was doing that all day again today. Shout out to the Eagles, though, as well. Um, I know we said uh, week one through whatever, they just weren't running the ball at all. But it seems like they're trying to run the ball now, and they are doing that successfully. But I don't know about these charges, man. They're five and three, but I don't believe in them as much as I did early in the season. So, you know, good for them getting a win. But I don't know about these charges going forward. All right. So, P, you kind of touched on it. This week was the week of the underdogs. A lot of the those guys showed up this week. So, kind of give us a breakdown of uh, what happened across the league. Yeah, overall, uh, it, it was definitely the day of the dogs. I mean, the first one that jumps out to me is Denver uh, demolishing Dallas 30-16, to 16, and it wasn't even that close. Um, there was a lot of garbage points uh, in the fourth quarter by Dallas, but I know fantasy owners love that. Um, but, yeah, I, Denver just dominated from, you know, start to finish. I had Dallas first half team total under 14 and a half. So uh, that hit, they did not score in the first half. Um, the rest of oh, Cleveland just dominated Cincinnati uh, <laughs> in Cincinnati. Um, the Bengals suddenly just come, come back down to life. And, um, you know, people are not really taking them seriously anymore. But yeah, that was a bad, a bad loss by them. Um, and they, they, I mean, they just cannot protect, uh, you know, the guy Joe Burrow. So um, as long as they cannot do that, you know, they, I don't think they can really be taken seriously long term. Um, and then Kansas City, or I guess I'll talk, I'll talk about Kansas City quickly. But they, once again, they don't cover. Um, they're just, they just don't, they just don't cover games. Like I don't know what it is. They do win the game, but once again, just three and fourteen against the spread. Their last seventeen regular season games in San Francisco. Once again, every week I talk about the 49ers. <laughs> Listen, Kyler Murray's out. DeAndre Hopkins is out. And they still lose this game against Arizona uh, with their starting quarterback, their starting nucleus. Um, they lose 31 to 17. Uh, I, I just cannot get behind this 49ers team at all this year um, besides week one when I did. But, yeah, that was a really bad L from them. And now, I mean, they're sitting on the year. I think they're two games, two to three games below 500. Really going to be tough in the NFC West. That's probably their season right there. So um, um, what about you, I Shama? thought that all stood out. Uh, what about you, Shama? Yeah, um, <laughs> we all know I love a dog. There's, there's. Uh, let me uh, first shout out to my dog of the day. Obviously, the Browns. That's Salman Special. Salman Special is now 7-1 and one on the season. Um, as P would like to always point out, Salman Special is the outright dog to win plus money. I picked the Browns. They, like P said, destroyed the Bengals this week. A, uh, a dog that P didn't say that I think the dog of the week is the Jaguars, man. Like Urban Meyer and the Jaguars beat the Bills nine to six. All right. Like, yo, like they were saying this Josh Allen on the defensive end is the real Josh Allen this week over, you know, obviously my guy, the quarterback of the Bills. So, you know, what I mean, I don't know what was going on, but I, I turned my phone on Jaguars beat the Bills. Um, <laughs> To me as well, another dog, the Giants beat the Raiders. I have no idea how that happened, and I don't want to say it again, but, you know, Jordan, I mean, your Saints lost to the Falcons. <laughs> oh, you know. We did. A lot of a lot of dogs this week, but um, the ones that stood out to me definitely was the Jags, and obviously, you know, the Browns want me some money, so I love the dogs. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so Monday Night Football this week is the Browns versus the Steelers. 
Steelers are favored by seven points, over under being 40. Pittsburgh is 52-52-1 at the spread as a home favorite since 2007. 4-1 against the spread in the last five home games in November. Chicago is 16-14 after the spread after a win since 2018. So give us a kind of what you guys are looking for uh, for this game. Um, for me, this is uh, not the most darling of matchups by, by any means. Um, the Bears really been struggling for a while now with Justin Fields as the quarterback. Um, so I'm looking to see if they can kind of build on that momentum they got against last week against those terrible 49ers. Um, I'm not sure they can do that, but also for the Steelers, I thought they played well against last week against a Browns team that somewhat similar to this Bears team and in, in the fact that, the, you know, the quarterback isn't that dynamic, um, you know, throwing the ball. So uh, those are things that I look for. Um, and then um, and, uh, the Steelers are much better catching points than they have been laying them lately. So those are all things I look for tonight uh, to, in this matchup. What about you, Elmatic? Yeah, as um as P said, not the darling matchup at all. Um, pretty ugly game. Um, two offenses that really don't, don't do too much. Uh, um, got a Steelers defense that was supposed to be better than expected. They really haven't done much as well. And these Bears defense, um, I think P talked about it often on the pod. They're not what they used to be. Maybe like two, three, four years ago. So pretty ugly matchup. Got a rookie quarterback. Um, I don't have no idea if Matt Nagy is coaching this game or not if he is I don't expect that offense to do too much I'd like their offense better when Nagy wasn't coaching last week and then you just got Ben Roethlisberger this old guy he's old and wise so I don't have nothing for the offenses at all um just I think it's gonna be a low score I think it's gonna be like a repeat of last week a very boring game low scoring game so who knows all right all right PK us off with our best bets for the week all right, for me, I'm going to go back to the well and um, just tease this game because I, I don't want to lay seven with the Steelers. Um, but I will say, once again, if you, all, if you all lay six and a half to seven points with a team, I, I will always put, sprinkle a little bit of money on whether it be overtime, just in, just in case there is. Uh, for instance, with the Ravens today, you know, that would have been probably like plus 2,000. Um, so you would have been able to cash there. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm going to tease the distillers down to a pick them minus one. And I'll also tease the under, under 40. Hmm. Actually, so I'm, I'm going to do a seven point teaser. So I'm going to tease the distillers down or pick them and the total under 47 points. So that, that'll be my best bet, minus 110. All right. Omatic, what you got? I got nothing for under. That's all I got. <laughs> I just want the under here. I see the under is being 38 and a half. Um, the under hit the last two Monday night games. I think this is going to be another ugly Monday night football game here. Go to sleep by like halftime, maybe third quarter. You're not, you're not missing nothing here. Just take the under. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of was searching for some stuff. So I think I'm going to play it safe. I have Najee Harris over 79 and a half rushing yards. Um, he's had about 80, 80 rushing yards the last three games. Um, Bears run defense is not that good. So I feel like that's a safe bet for this game. Yep. Um, what I also would mention, though, with Najee Harris, um, Bears Bears have given it up uh, to running back as far as touchdowns. Bears giving up touchdowns to running backs in six out of the eight games, including four straight, uh, you know, five out of the last six. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I gave him out last week as a prop to score a touchdown. So 
Um, this week, Najee Harris has scored a touchdown. I think it's minus 168, though. So um, you, you might, you know, add yeah. that with the Steelers to win and get that minus 130. All right. Sounds good. All right, fellas, that wraps up another episode. And we'll catch you guys next week. All right, next week, Rams at the 49ers. Should be a good one. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>